is Bloomberg Surveillance. I've been thinking the 10 years in a one and a half, two and a half trading band, and that's where we've been, and I think that's where we're going to stay. I think there's a growing sentiment that maybe negative rates aren't all that they were supposed to be in terms of stimulating growth and inflation. A precondition for a bear market is not necessarily a recession. Bear markets can occur even if the U.S. fails to fall to recession. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street, where risk is eh, kind of off today. The screen red, though not overwhelmingly so. Today on Surveillance, a debate of sort. Gary Schilling in a moment, who sees the red as a harbinger. David Kelly of J.P. Morgan Funds, who is an optimist. And this is Must Listen. Bill and Melinda Gates at 8 a.m. in their annual letter for the Gates Foundation, a stern, stark warning, Tom, about the risks of climate change that is going to be must listen. They have actually done it. They're one of the few that has put money where mouth is an action. And it's a, a, a beautiful thing. I mean, we don't understand what he has done about the virology and microbiology of the world. He has and done the two a lot. of them need major cred for that. Interesting uh, letter this time uh, aimed at young people. Uh, it seems to be the market these days, from Bernie Sanders to Bill Gates. Anyway, Bill Gates at 8 a.m. on surveillance. Markets on this Tuesday, as I mentioned, are lower. The stock 600 uh, by a point, that's four-tenths of a percent on that index. The DAX is off by 78. That's your worst performer of the day, uh, eight-tenths of a percent. The uh, IFO Institute's Business Climate Index dropping to 105.7 in February from 107.3, led lower by expectations. U.S. futures are lower. S&P futures by two points, a tenth of a percent, a tenth drop for Dow futures. They're down by 10 points. NASDAQ futures off by 10 points. That's two tenths on that index. Bonds a touch weaker, actually, with the 10-year yield up to 1.78 percent, the five-year at 1.25, 76 basis points for your two-year. And, of course, we are watching oil. It was lower overnight. Now it is mixed. West Texas is still off by four-tenths at 33.27, but Brent's higher by four-tenths at 34.81. A big oil conference underway in Houston. We'll see uh, what news develops out of that later today. Currencies where the action is to the extent there is action today with the yen lower, the euro lower, the pound lower, dollar index barely higher on the day, the Australian dollar, Canada's loonie, stronger against the greenback. Those are commodity currencies. Gary Schilling says that won't last. President of A. Gary Schilling and Company back with a long list of things wrong with the global outlook. Currency pairs among them. Your February newsletter, um, quite the list of uh, issues that we have to face going forward. Well, well, we do. I mean, I, I think if you if you look around the world, we've got we've got slow growth. Um, we have. Virtually every country devaluing or trying to devalue against the dollar. They're, they're, they want to have stronger economic growth. They don't have it domestically, so they say, we'll turn to exports. How do you get more exports? You make your currency cheaper, make them more attractive to, to, to foreigners. Um, so that's going on. Commodity prices are, are declining. Too much supply, and we're seeing with BHP Billiton cutting their dividends today, a, a clear indication of that, and Glencore, all, all these other uh, commodity producers in trouble. Um, and uh, all this does uh, feed into a considerable threat of, of deflation, which uh, scares the daylights out of central banks. Commodity prices have not 
gone down in a month and a half. As a matter of fact, they're higher over the last month and a half. Um, and oil prices have stabilized, and inflation, according to the CPI last week, is higher. So, interesting thing about uh, inflation. As a matter of fact, we we just taken a look at that, and and <clears throat> one of the uh, interesting things in the CPI is twenty four percent of that is what's called owner imputed rent. The assumption is that you and I rent our houses from ourselves, assuming you own your house. Uh, that's the way it is in there. And because rents have gone up, a lot of younger people cannot afford their own houses, uh, and so renting has been where the action is. That index is up uh, 3.2% versus a year ago. If you take that out, and what matter does that mean? If you own your house, you, you look around and say, this is what I can rent it for, my, for myself for. If you take that yeah. out, it knocks yeah. the, it knocks the uh, core but index if you, uh, if you, down. if you took that out, then inflation wouldn't have fallen as much when home prices were going down. So that's sort of a... Where would the core rate be right now if you take out imputed real estate? The core rate would be one uh, year over year, 1.2 versus 1.8. Okay. 1.2 versus 1.8. Bloomberg surveillance this morning, folks. It's Tuesday morning, brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to bench the benchmarks and to consider active management and factor-based strategies. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. Gary, we started the uh, morning looking at the five-year, five-year forward, which is a chart very shilling-friendly and suggests disinflation and deflation. To be clear, can the U.S. be in deflation, or is that something that happens abroad? Well, I think it's it's a uni- it's a universal situation, and of course, what has happened so far is it's been largely in commodities and spreading from there. The the real question, though, Tom, is will it spread to services? If you look at in, if you look in the cons- in the consumer U.S. consumer, uh, uh, goods prices are are declining at about a three percent annual rate, but services are still increasing about two percent. They are starting to roll over. And there is an effect from goods to services. For example, uh, people are laid off in the energy industry. They're not going into as many bars. They're they're not uh, they're not uh, going to as many movies. They're not they're not getting as many haircuts if they have hair. I don't have to worry Kung about Fu that. Kung Fu pandas. In other words, it does spread to services. But that's the real question. Uh, well, what's your probability on that? I well, mean, I, th- I, think it, I think it, I think the probability is over fifty-fifty that it will, okay. because you simply have so much excess uh, supply in the world, and it's only a matter of time until people in the goods industry simply simply uh, 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 curtail their their spending on services. Services inflation in the most recent CPI report was up uh, three tenths after being up one tenth. Yeah, and I explained that. I just explained that, Mike. That, that was that was because of this. That but, was because uh, of this uh, extraordinary increase in this homeowner equivalent uh, uh, rent. On a on a uh, year over year basis, it's unchanged, two and a half percent. I mean, I, I'm not sure where the rolling over is. Well, if you if you look at if you look at uh, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the components of the of not the CPI but the uh, the uh, Consumer uh, consumer spending index is what the Fed looks at. It's not the CPI. It's just a variation on that, but that's the one that I concentrate but on. But we showed, we showed, to Mike's point, we did show the Cleveland Fed measurement of inflation, which unambiguously is concave. Up. Well, you know, and, and I admit with any of these things, you can prove anything you want if you throw out enough stuff. Now, we do that they, every day. How'd you know? That's our formula on surveillance. How'd you know <laughs> that? <laughs> but that's what, you know, but that's what the, the Cleveland Fed, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a question of what do you, what do you want to believe? Uh, as I say, in this case, 
I don't think you ought to include his owner imputed rent because nobody really thinks about it. In but if he didn't, their behavior. But then in Cleveland, have been as low as Cleveland, they look at the they look at the, the things that people buy every day, uh, and and you know. But you can come to almost any conclusion you want, depending on where you start on this. Oil prices, ten dollar oil. Your call when? Uh, well, you know, one of the great forecasters historically said you should forecast what will happen or when it will happen, but not both. Uh, I don't have a time raising on that, but, you know, my rationale, Mike, and I've talked about it many times starting literally over a year ago on, on, on this show, uh, the rationale is that when you're, when you're in a, a price war, and that's what's going on, and OPEC is, you know, OPEC has, has ceased to exist as an effective cartel. The action has shifted to American frackers, but when you're in a situation where it's every man for himself, and everybody's trying to produce more oil. You know, it's, it's like if you have a, if you have an intersection with four gas stations, one on each corner, somebody starts to pr- uh, cut prices. The other, the other stations have to cut their prices in response. And it keeps going around the, around the, uh, the, the, the circle, the, the intersection. Where does it stop? It stops not at the price of running the station, not the, not the full cost. It stops at the price, the marginal cost, the cost of getting the gas off the tank or the, the tank truck plus, plus taxes. Well, in the case of oil, the marginal cost is somewhere to 10 to 20 bucks a barrel in the Permian Basin in Texas and even lower in the Persian Gulf. In other words, once the holes are drilled, once the oil is flowing, where, where, what, what well, is the cost of getting to market? Where quick, does free cash flow disappear? Very quickly within that Newtonian analysis, does the U.S. drive the oil price boat or is it OPEC or is it non-OPEC? No, it, it's, it's, it's the U.S. I think it's the U.S. now. It's, it's not OPEC. OPEC is producing flat out. OPEC has some low-cost oil. They have some high-priced oil. And they get some geopolitics. But as an effective cartel, and I I just did a report on that, the conditions for a cartel were wonderful earlier with OPEC. There are only a few members. They've got a product where there's not many substitutes. Everybody wants it. Now they don't have it. There are lots of substitutes, and they no longer have control. It's the American frackers. We'll come back. Gary Schilling with us. as we look at uh, price change amid an interesting mix of economics, finance, and investment. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, we do data checks. We do them cross-asset. Sterling, 140.92. It is weaker sterling today with a 140 handle. We have not gotten to a 139 yet, which will be headline uh, making. Dollar elevated slightly, looking at strong yen, 112.12. Uh, we had a one eleven uh, dollar yen uh, earlier this morning. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com. Here is John Tucker with the latest news headlines. Uh, Michael and Tom, Republican presidential candidates, took last-minute appeals for support across Nevada. On the eve of today's caucuses, Marco Rubio, meantime, has been gathering support from Republican establishment figures. Since Friday, he's added 12 new congressional or gubernatorial endorsements, while Donald Trump and Ted Cruz have added none. The Syrian government says it accepts a proposed truce in that country. The official announcement comes a day after the U.S. and Russia agreed on a new ceasefire for Syria that will take effect on Saturday. In the eastern Netherlands, a commuter train derailed after slamming into a crane which was crossing the tracks. One person reported dead, six others injured. More than 160 passengers and crew slid down emergency chutes in swirling snow after an engine fire forced a Japan Airlines domestic flight to abort takeoff today. Global News 20.
24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Tom. Uh, John, thanks so much. Gary Schelling with us on economics, finance, investment, your destination, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they make only one thing, the ultimate driving machine.